0: Have you ever felt it? That excitement, that hum that reaches into the very base of your stomach and makes your whole body feel alive? Well, your life can feel like that. Each week, I'll be sharing ways your personal wellness journey can lead you to a life that literally makes you hum. We'll be diving into all things nutrition, mindset, connection, spirituality and relationships, to encourage you to be courageous and brave with your life, and most importantly, unashamedly, you. Together, let's find your hum. You are listening to Find Your Hum. I'm your host, Kirsty, and this is episode 14 My Skin Health Journey. Now, I'm hopefully that the audio in this one is not too bad. It is quite warm here in the UK as I'm recording this. And I have a fan on in the background because it is way too humid not to have some kind of airflow. So I'm hoping that doesn't cause too much extra noise in the background. Now for those who have followed me over on social media for a while, you will have seen that I did a little post during April as April was Rosacea Awareness Month about my skin. And those who know me know that I've suffered with rosacea for many years now. Mm, Kind of like five to six I would say. And I do say suffered. Now, this is not because I am cured of it, because I am not. And I'm sure that is obvious some days when I show up on my Insta feed or over on Facebook. In fact, some people believe that you can never be really cured of rosacea as it is a chronic condition. I do believe, or maybe it's probably more hope, that once I've worked on really helping downgrade my symptoms, that I can manage this without too much trouble. And I do believe that I have come a really long way from what it used to look like. That article I wrote back in April really did feel like kind of like my coming out piece. I really wanted to share it here on the podcast though, as I feel like I can probably give a little bit more. And like many of these episodes, you really don't need to be dealing with this particular condition to get a takeaway from what I or my guests share. So in this episode, I'm actually not going to go too in depth into the how to with the healing aspect of rosacea at all. What I really want to share with you is my own experience with it, which is why you don't need to have rosacea to hopefully find something useful in what I share. Now, if anything in this podcast raises any concerns for you, or you need to speak to someone, please reach out to either Beyond Blue or Lifeline if you're in Australia, or Mind, M-I-N-D, if you are in the UK, and I will put links in the show notes for those if anyone needs them. The fact is, the majority of us have or are dealing with something in our lives that we may be hiding, that we may be letting hold us back, that we may be finding a constant battle. I know when I share my experiences with you guys, it allows others to find hope in their situations, so I really do hope that this episode also does that. It's hard to tell when rosacea began for me. I can show you the picture where I noticed the first appearance of the lesions of my face. But looking back with hindsight, which is always a marvellous thing, I think there may have been signs that this could have been an issue for me quite a long time before it actually did become an issue. I have always flushed pink when I'm nervous or embarrassed. And I used to get those rosy cheeks and that Rudolph nose when it was cold out. My mum is English, so this part of my complexion was often put down to that. Now looking back though, I do think there were definite signs that maybe something was amiss. I did notice that I got really red after working out. And I know we all got a little heated when we're working out, but I do remember thinking at the time that it did seem a little bit too extreme compared to how exhausted I actually felt. I would often go to post a pic of myself on Instagram after my workout and stop because of how my skin looked. Especially when I used to see pictures of my friends post-workout, who did not look the same and I know you shouldn't compare yourself to others but in this case if I had known what I know now this actually would have been helpful but you don't really pay attention to it when you don't know what's happening underneath so I did just put it down to the fact that it was the way my skin was and certainly made it look like I had just worked super hard another sign that went unnoticed well, actually, not really unnoticed because quite frankly, you could not notice it, was a chalazion that I developed. And I'm pretty sure I'm saying that properly. Now, these are hard fatty lumps that form in your eyelids. And they're usually on the inside towards your eyelashes. It was not until I was studying my nutrition degree that I realized that they were actually linked to my rosacea. Sometimes they resolve themselves, other times you need to actually have them removed. I had to have mine removed. Annoyingly when I went to see my doctor about my shells on he referred to me to obviously have them looked at and get them removed and he commented on my skin at the time but even then he didn't tell me they were linked or that I should be looking at actually treating my rosacea. When the first signs of my rosacea appeared I didn't even realize what it was. I have always struggled with my hormones and as such my skin has never been great so when small red patches began to appear I just assumed it was another outbreak related to my hormones. When the rosacea first appeared, it would come and go and often have pustules on them. And at the time it began to appear, I was also struggling with my hormones. So it really wasn't beyond the realm of possibility. Now, pustules in rosacea are different from your regular hormonal pimples. I'm sure most of us can remember those from when we were teenagers. Now, without being too graphic, the pus from those hormonal pimples are quite thick. But when you have rosacea, the pustules are filled with more of a clear liquid. This is something that again, looking back and with hindsight, I could be like, oh yeah, they're different. I should investigate that. But again, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Those first patches on my cheek and chin appeared around the beginning of 2014. Oh my god, just saying that, it really hits home with how long I have been dealing with this. They say rosacea is a chronic condition and it's likely to be something that you always battle with. And to think that it's been over six years for me now, this could actually very well be the case. I think I may always have flare ups, but I'm certainly not going to let that stop me trying to beat it. It didn't really begin to take hold until mid 2015. Around this time, my health in general started to decline. I was putting on weight, it didn't matter what I ate or how much I exercised, nothing was working. Then came the height of the hormonal and gut issues. I went off hormonal contraceptives. I was on these to help control endometriosis. And I did think that maybe it might help my weight. I did put my skin stuff down to the change in the hormones. But even after the hormones settled down, the skin issues never went away. In fact, my skin got progressively worse. I mean, my hormonal issues took over a year to work out. So none of this was a quick fix. I started to react to a lot of food I was eating. Even the healthy food, was beginning to be a problem. During all of this, it's not like you could really see I was unwell in the traditional sense of the word. Yes, my skin was definitely showing it, and I was feeling horrible within myself. But I was still fully functioning. I was showing up for work. I was putting in 50-plus hours of work a week. I was still exercising. I was moving towards, quote, a healthier way of eating. And I say, quote, healthier because I was literally had taken out gluten, dairy, refined sugars, fruits, legumes, chickpeas, grains. I stopped having caffeine. I stopped drinking alcohol. I was literally just eating meat and veggies. Now knowing what I know, that is not healthy. We are meant to eat a variety of food all the time. At this time, I was so interested in my health that I even started a nutrition and health coaching course. As my health was beginning to decline, I really wanted to know all the information I could to help get myself better. Nothing was working, and I mean nothing. I tried a huge amount of different therapeutic diets. I'd really tried to focus on my stress levels because they were sky high. Both the food and the stress were affecting my gut, and I knew this was linked to my skin i would feel a little better for a couple of weeks the extreme bloating would subside i would think my skin was clearing and then i would relapse i had changed all of my skincare products all of my washing powders all of my cleaning stuff to be completely natural i cannot tell you how devastating it was to keep having this relapsing i consider myself to be a pretty resilient person I can deal with a lot and still keep coming back but I can tell you that during 2016 I was not in a good place. Not that many others would have been able to tell. Those close to me would have seen maybe the occasional crack but definitely not the outside world. To say it affected my self-esteem would have been an understatement. Sure, I could reduce a little of the redness by covering it up with makeup and not make it look so angry because that is exactly what it looked like. It looked red and angry, but you can't cover the lumps and you can't cover the pustules. They would still be there and they were not attractive. Being single during this time was incredibly hard. How would anyone see past the very obvious redness? that was staring right at them. I mean, it was there right on my face. I didn't like photos being taken. I'd become so incredibly self-conscious and I didn't like it. I am a really social, bubbly person and I really felt that this had been taken away from me. I seriously would cry after looking at myself in the mirror sometimes and definitely after looking at myself in photos. There was no way you could see the person behind this red, angry skin that was blazing out. Honestly, I had felt defeated. Whilst I have tried to not let it, Rosacea definitely has impacted my life a lot. A few pivotal moments stand out for me. At the end of 2015, my brother was getting married. I had the honour of being a bridesmaid, and I do say honour. And what should have been a proud moment to be able to stand there with my brother and his new wife as they were married was clouded for me. I really wanted nothing more than to hide in the crowd with the rest of the guests. I even had conversations with my mum about pulling out of that wedding. I shed a lot of tears around that day. Even now, I'm starting to tear up. It's horrible to think that I couldn't enjoy that day that I didn't enjoy that day because of the way my skin looked. I was continually trying to shrink myself during that time. Well, I've been trying to shrink myself for so many years now and it's really taken a long time to feel okay to step back up. The other time was in September 2016. I was getting prepared to head to Nepal. We needed a passport photo to get us our passes into the Himalayan National Park. So I'd been and I'd had those taken My mum was in the car with me when I opened them to have a look at them. And I seriously just burst into tears. And I'm talking like big, heavy, ugly crying. I honestly couldn't see anything but this mass of red, angry lumps all over my face. If I could have hidden myself away forever in that moment, I would have. It's like I didn't recognise the person staring back at me. And I knew I didn't want to be that person in the photo. But that person was me. It was that day that I also realised how low I must have become. And how maybe I wasn't doing such a great job of hiding it. After I settled down, my mum looked at me. And made me promise that I wasn't going to do anything stupid while I was over in Nepal. She was actually so worried that I wasn't going to come home. That like really hit home for me. This wasn't just affecting me now. And for my mum to be that worried, I knew I must have been in a pretty low place. I assured her I was always going to come home because no matter how bad things got, I could never do that to her. Like I said earlier, I am a pretty resilient person. But when what you're fighting against is looking back at you each day, it really is hard to keep up that fighting spirit those words what I was fighting against those words are exactly how I was feeling not just with the rosacea but with my health both physical and mental I felt like it was me against my body and my mind and I was 100% losing that battle I went to a wellness summit and I heard the gorgeous Kim Morrison speak on body love If you ever get a chance, look her up. I will put some links in the show notes. She is the most wonderful soul. I might actually see if I can get her on here as a side note. Anyway, I was at this summit and she was talking about body love. It made me think, I don't think I have ever loved my body. And actually, as far back as being a preteen, I have had negative thoughts towards my body. It was listening to her speak that the message really hit home. My body wasn't fighting against me. My body was trying to tell me something and it was pretty clear I wasn't listening. That disconnect, that me versus my body, I can now see how that was such a major part of my problem. Even in that moment when I had the realization that they weren't separate, it still took me quite a few years to fully understand and respect that relationship. I mean, I still don't have it nailed, but I am so much better at listening to my body whisper so that it doesn't have to scream. And that is seriously one of the mantras that I have taken through my business. And I really just urge everybody, if they can take one thing away from this, is listen to your body whisper so it doesn't have to scream. It's the only way that your body can communicate with you. So back to the gut health connection. The nutritionist I was working with at the time suggested I do a SIBO test. Now SIBO is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. This is where bacteria that you have in your large intestine begins to make it into your small intestine. It actually can even come down from the bacteria in your mouth if your stomach acid isn't strong enough to kill it. Well, it came back positive. And since studying SIBO in greater depth, I probably really didn't need to take the test it would have been pretty obvious that due to my symptoms and also the underlying causes that cause SIBO, I was going to have it. Now, not everyone who has SIBO has rosacea and not all rosacea patients that have SIBO, clear it, get rid of their rosacea, but I was sure as hell going to give it a try. The nutritionist I was working with decided we would give the GAPS diet a go and this would also heal up a lot of the damage that had been done to my gut. Now, as far as therapeutic diets go this one's pretty hectic but i did it and i did see relief but like everything else the improvement did not stay so fast forward to now after studying a bachelor's degree in health science and doing further study into SIBO through the SIBO doctor and also looking more into rosacea it was easy to see why i kept relapsing I was not addressing the underlying causes of my SIBO and I wasn't getting really honest with the triggers of my rosacea. And to be honest, whilst I know what they are, I'm still not completely great at avoiding them. Mainly because two of the biggest triggers for me are coffee and alcohol. Both of which I really enjoy. And I mean actually enjoy. The taste of a really good cup of coffee to me is honestly like a hug from the inside. And I don't need it for the caffeine. It's just, unfortunately, you can't get the same taste from decaf coffee. And I know it is the caffeine that actually irritates my skin. And when it comes to alcohol, cocktails are my favorite choice. The good ones really remind me of works of art. I honestly appreciate the mixing of flavors in very much the same way as I do with food. So again, it's not about just having the alcohol. It's really about those flavours. So I do keep away from these, but maybe not as often as I should. I've actually tried to rid myself of SIBO three times now. So the first one wasn't successful because of the reasons above. I didn't address the underlying issues. In the second one, I moved across the world in the middle of it, so that was a bit of a hamper. And the third one, I've just finished. And whilst I still have noticeable redness to my cheeks, The lumps have completely gone and the redness has eased so much. There are patches of normal coloured skin appearing on my cheeks. The areas of thickening that were before on my cheeks have like pretty much completely normalised and my nose which had become so red is now like just red on the top. So I am very pleased with the results. And I would be interested to see if I actually really did get rid of the SIBO. So I guess I'll be doing another test to find out. I'll keep you posted. One of the bonuses of isolation time is that there wasn't too much to tempt me, which allowed me to stick to the dart that I had to to get rid of the SIBO. The downside is I know my body is very sensitive to sitting for long periods of time, and I'm doing a a lot of that at the moment. Even though we're starting to be able to get out and about more in England, I do find that I'm definitely not as active as I used to be. I don't think people give enough credit to the health of their spine. All the messages to our body are sent through our spine. So when it's a little unhappy, those messages aren't as on point as they should be. This, I can see, is getting to be a little bit of an issue for me, but one I'm definitely trying to combat. My body is at its happiest when it's moving. When we sit for too long, this can actually be a stress on the body. And if you've listened to the previous episodes where I've spoken about stress and the impact on health... It's clear to see how something like this could actually be stopping us from being at our best. And I really do think that is the case for me. A big part of my healing journey has actually been around that loving my body and particularly loving or finding a way to love my rosacea. And I know that's probably we sounds weird to say because after everything that I've said through this, it definitely has not felt like there has been a lot of love between myself and my rosacea and I understand that. So it was through obviously listening to the gorgeous Kim Morrison, but also with talking with Leanna now you would have heard Leanna back in a earlier episode so if you haven't listened to her episode please go back and have a listen to it and she is coming on the podcast again shortly so stay tuned for that one but i remember her really saying to me like have a conversation with your skin and i know that sounds extremely probably woo woo and a little bit esoteric for people but i have done that i have spoken to it I have written letters to it like there is a reason why the rosacea is here there is a reason why my gut health was not at its best and I really wanted to understand why that was like what was it trying to tell me so I have like I said I've written it letters I have asked its questions I have literally written in my diary rosacea what do you want me to know and then just like literally started writing and it's honestly it's like it's telling me things and for so long I have I had allowed it to stop me from doing things because I didn't want to show up now yes I know it's getting clearer and I still don't show up on social media without makeup on and if I don't have makeup I will always have a filter so I'm still not there yet so I'm not saying everything's perfect but I am on the journey and I'm certainly a lot more confident. I'm showing up more to the world. I'm getting out there more. And as I do that, I feel that my confidence is growing. And do you know what? I think that's why I can now actually look at myself in the mirror now and not cry because my skin is not perfect. My body is not perfect. My gut health is still not perfect. But I've come such a long way and I have really learned To celebrate that and to really harness the understanding of what is going on in my body and for that I am grateful and I think that is the biggest part of this is somehow learning to be thankful for any trial or tribulation that we are going through whether or not it is a physical health condition whether it's a mental health condition whether it's emotional whether it's something outside of our control always always somehow look for a lesson that can be learned in it because I think that is one of the biggest takeaways that I have had through trying to heal my rosacea but also with my health in general. For the first time in a long time though I don't look in the mirror and feel down about what is staring back at me. I actually make a conscious effort to smile And a lot of the time, I don't even have to make an effort. I look at myself and I just smile. That bright, beaming smile with the twinkle in my eyes, that reminds me of the person that I am. So the takeaway here is please listen to your body. It isn't against you. Any sign or symptom that niggles you or that screams at you, this is your body's way of communicating with you. Please, please listen to it. cheers for tuning in to another episode of find your hum don't forget to subscribe oh and tell your mates about it